1: Good afternoon, everybody. It's the Steve Jones Show right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. I'm your producer or filler, as I like to call myself, Chris Elio. Steve Jones is on his way in the studio, into the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, and it's on the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Route 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. If you want to call the show the phone number is 1-800-795-9565 if you want to send us an email Jones at wkok.com or the wild west of social media as i like to call it twitter at stevejones psu you can always check out the podcast after the show if you miss any part of it if you parachute in for 15 20 minutes but you want to hear what other guests we have or what steve wants to say about whatever it is you want to hear about stevejonesshow.com is the place to go Also, we're on Facebook, Steve Jones Show on Facebook. Also, today's show is brought to you by the fine people over at Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. That's PurdyInsurance.com. Right now, we're on the cusp. We're, we're, We're less than 24 hours away from America's birthday. Happy birthday, America. Wrap yourselves in your American flags. Eat your apple pie, your hot dogs, your hamburgers, the whole thing. And what's more American than baseball? Our pastime. Coming up at 4 o'clock today, we got Tim Kirchin of ESPN. He'll be coming to join us. Something else that's also um, in the forefront of American culture, and it's very American these days, whining. What? NBA free agency is in full swing, and I, I just... Being a New York Knicks fan, I wish I was in the uh, I, the Philadelphia 76ers. Possibly one of the worst teams in basketball last year, and yet I'd I'm envious of the position that the Philadelphia 76ers are in. The talent on that team and the moves that they could possibly make, not maybe not next maybe not this year, but next year, I think they have a possibility of uh, doing some tremendous things. The Knicks though, Holy! What are they going to do with Melo? What are they going to do with Przingis? Does he want to stay? Does he not want to stay? They got rid of the, Phil Jackson. They're they're a soap opera. Oh, they're disgusting! It's awful. It's all they are. It's all they are is a soap opera. That's why in I bet. In,
0: in the scheme of things, they are, in some ways, an irrelevant franchise.
1: And it's weird in New York City, the heart. Who wouldn't want to play in Madison Square Garden, really? Oh,
0: well, I've, I've always enjoyed. Every game I've ever done in Madison Square Garden. Did one in uh, December. I've got the Big Ten tournament coming up uh, th- in uh, late February, early March. All at uh, Madison Square Garden. Do you know what? They uh, there's no relevance to what. You know, what? there's none. I mean, they are in a re- I mean, the Sixers are more relevant.
1: Way more. I am envious of of the Sixers.
0: Wow! Who knew that, I know I. Yeah. How about that? So they are. Now we got a lot going on today, and we got a lot going on this week. Tim Kirchens on today's show. You get to call him. How about that? Um, going to talk baseball with one of the really great guys out there. He is a great guy. Uh, and we'll get Tim on the show to talk about baseball. See uh, Pat Nieshack ends up being the uh, uh, the Phillies representative in the all-star game, Josh Harrison for the Pirates. And I think that uh, it's fine. Each one gets one. Like, well, you know, the Pirates, Pirates, what? They're playing four fifty one baseball. They've got a better record than six other teams in the National
1: League. Not good. And the Phillies are the worst team in baseball. Not very good. No, and and people are disappointed. I, I didn't think they would be because we understand that it's a rebuilding thing. But walking through the halls here at uh, WKOK, uh, I saw the suit, as you affectionately call him. I don't know if I'm allowed to call him that because I don't know him that well. But
0: that's good enough but
1: but he, him and a few others who are Phillies fans were you know we're looking we're staring down the barrel of 105 lost season
0: I thought that they would be a 75 one team
1: yeah most people did
0: I thought they'd be 75 and 87 okay maybe it were 72 and 90. and they are not even going to come close to that uh it is stunning. As to the slow development that we've seen from their young players. I mean, slow development.
1: That's putting it nicely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I mean, you might even start – at what point do you start looking at him and saying that you're overvaluing players? Like, what happened to mikel Franco? What happened to – you know, there's a lot of players, like, you know –
0: But you know what? There's always been an old saying, uh, I'd rather play a guy a game too late than a game too early. I'm not sure they rushed anybody up. But, boy, they sure... The development curve has not been a great one. Now, some of the younger pitchers, hey. Ben Lively's pitched pretty well. Kid that pitched yesterday against the Mets has pitched pretty well. All right. Maybe they got something going there. Before this month is out, the Phillies' roster is going to look dramatically different. (laughs) I do not expect Helixson to be with them. Uh, I don't expect Daniel Nava to be with them. I don't expect Howie Kendrick, based on his DL situation, to be with them. I don't even even think Tommy Joseph's going to be with them. I think for this month is out, and Pat Nishak, who ended up going to the All-Star game, he won't be with them either. I think the, I think you're going to see attempts at multiple moves of some of the veteran players, not the young players, but the veteran players on the team to see if they can get some value for it. How much value they get, I don't know. How much value they get, I don't know. But you know what? I expect that the roster before the month is over with will look dramatically different than it does today. And I don't think that as an organization, I don't think they have a lot of choice. I mean, Nav is a good player. He's a, He'd be a good fourth outfielder for a contending team. Uh, Kendrick. Ken, Kendrick has a kind of got a lot of teams that love have.
1: Well, love when, ha- to. when Howie Kendrick's playing, he's hitting 3.49. So I mean, right. you can't really argue with that.
0: Right. Exactly. But I'm saying other teams would love to have that sure. for their stretch stretch one. Hellickson, they'd like to have a veteran arm out there that can make a a difference for you. These are all guys that I think before the month is out, and Nishak. I mean, <laughs> Nishak, you know, with especially uh, as unconventional as he is. I mean, is you know, and who's already pitched in some big games in his career anyway? Uh, yeah, I expect him to move. I mean, anybody who has gone through the Philly system, with the exception of Tommy Joseph, that came from that is a veteran from another organization. I, I think they're going to look at the value of that guy, and they're going to trade that guy. And whatever they can get, they can get. They're not going anywhere with the current cast to begin with. It's all going to have to be done in a youth movement. The question is whether their youth movement actually is as good as, as they've been selling. Now, I'm going to find something interesting over the next three days starting tomorrow. I'll get a chance to go to Williamsport Tomorrow. Then up, then here in State College on Wednesday, and then back here on, then back to Williamsport on Thursday to see the Phils' number one pick. That's going to be interesting, just to see, you know, what they did with that particular draft.
1: Yeah, do the old eye test, you know.
0: Well, I've never seen Crawford play. Never seen. I don't even think I've seen Crawford play on TV. When I've seen Crawford maybe with Lehigh Valley on one like CBS Sportsnet game for a little bit. And, of course, he's been in the Futures game. But even he, he's been hitting below 200. You can't move him up. You can't move him up. you got to be able to justify your spot. And he hasn't justified that. So a guy that you have all this excitement about, a swirl about, here we go, when we bring him up, people are going to get excited. You can't bring him up. The reason you can't bring him up is he hasn't warned it. He hasn't done anything to warrant being moved up. Uh, some of the guys that they put a lot of confidence in have stalled themselves.
1: Well, there is, or such a-
0: in some, or in some cases, uh, uh, when a guy did get moved up, they changed. The, you know, they 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 kind of changed a couple of things about him, and it didn't help.
1: There is such a thing as crushing a guy before he even gets a chance to start. So, if you bring him up and he's not doing well on no. a lower level.
0: Well, he'll justify it. They're going to have to somehow work it out in the minors. Yep. And that's where they are right now. <laughs> Doggone. And, and, and the, the suit was disappointed.
1: Oh, they, they were just – it was it was one of those things. It's kind of what you said. They all expected a, a slight improvement. Nobody was expecting a playoff run this year or anything like that. You know, if you can get to 80 wins, that would be something to really build off of, you know, after last year where it was much better. And, you know, you're staring down 100, 105 losses. You have 27 wins at the All-Star – near the All-Star break here. I mean, that's that's bad, bad. That is, like, historically bad. 27 and 53 is not good. Not good.
0: No, it's not.
1: And yeah, people no. were not happy. Yeah, you know, people, Phillies fans are not happy. I mean, they they they're not that far removed from World Series runs. You know, it's not like we're talking about a, you know, a, a team that's been like a San Diego Padres that's just been woefully awful for God knows how long. Like the Phillies are less than you know, ten years ago they were in the World Series. I mean, that's not nine years ago.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a tough time to be a. Uh, a Phillies fan. And we're going to talk to Matt Leon later in the show as well. I've got Matt all lined up here to talk about. We're going to mostly talk about the Sixers. That's where the buzz is being generated, the Sixers.
1: Absolutely. buzz, Absolutely.
0: I mean, that's amazing. Uh, and they were able to get, um, you know, J.J. Redick over the weekend.
1: Yeah, that's a big pickup.
0: A veteran, one of the best three point shooters in the
1: game. I mean they hemorrhage money.
0: Yeah, but but they've got money. You're supposed to have a cap of ninety nine million. That's a good sign. They've got they've got money. So it's not like they don't have money, they do. I mean, they're just playing under the rules.
1: Oh, and absolutely.
0: So they give him money, and now for a guy like Fultz, Simmons, and Bede. You put a guy like Reddick out there, it spreads the floor out. Now, Sixer fans will get a chance to see Fultz. He's going to play for their Summer League team. And believe me, when he's on TV, or excuse me, when he's playing, they will put it on TV. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Customer service number one with them. You go to Purdy Insurance, formula is quite simple. They want to find you the right insurance at the best price, and then they will be your, insur- your insurance partners all the way through. You need an upgrade, they're right there. All right? You need something that fits you a little bit better, they're right there. If there's a claim, they jump right in on it as if it happened to them. So all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. They are the best in the business. And speaking of the best in the business, always great to be in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Fourth uh, of July, um, Matt's got a huge party coming up. Uh, we're lo- all looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be uh, on our website giving out directions a little bit later. What, Problem?
1: No. no, no. Okay. Who's having a party?
0: Uh, uh, you are.
1: Oh, awesome! Yeah. I'm not mad.
0: It's what to, you know, just you know, it's often nice you invite all of us. Uh, I, I uh, would love
1: to. I have a few beers. It's good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, uh,
0: now as long as you have an additional lampshade available. Uh, I, I think we can work something out. Because the suit gets a little, you know, after his third Yahoo, gets a
1: little off kilter. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if he's watching the Phillies, he's going to start depression drinking. It's going to be bad news.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. No, we're looking. uh, All of us looking forward though to the Fourth of July. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be actually in Williamsport tomorrow. Nice. I've I've got a I've got a game tomorrow at uh, one o'clock. And I was talking to one of the Williamsport broadcasters last night. He was he showed up at Medler Field. It was great, and you know, great guy. And he says, uh, "I said, yeah." He said, "When are you going to go up there on Tuesday?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "You know, I said usually I have to end the show at five o'clock, and then I'll get in the car right away, boom, and I'll drive up to Williamsport when it's a weekday." I said, no. I said, "because it's the Fourth of July." I'll probably get up a little earlier, maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes earlier. Uh, because I'd like to go down in the field, and I'd like to go through the dugouts and see what they did with the renovation and things like that. He says, well, make sure you get here early enough. I said, why is that? He says, oh, no, we do a huge 4th of July celebration at Williamsport. I said, really? So I'm going to have to be going to make sure I'm on my game here. Mm-hmm. get there in plenty of time because that's uh, uh, – don't want, don't want to get caught in any traffic up there.
1: Well, I was just about to ask you, like, because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an alien here. I'm, I'm new to this area. I've only been here a year. Uh, I'm an East Coaster, so like, but New York City, New York, we do stuff on the fourth. Around here, like each town did something different. Like fireworks were on Saturday yeah, and Sunday, and right, it's crazy.
0: Well, here in State College, they have a huge Fourth of July celebration entitled Fan Fe- uh, uh, Fourth Fest. And 4th Fest will be tomorrow night here. It's always been done on the 4th of July. They will not, uh, have, ever since uh, uh, the 4th Fest group took over two decades ago, they have insisted that it always be on the 4th, no matter what. Good now for them. They, you know, if, there's a, if there's a rain date, it's always the 5th. Right. right. Uh, they've never once had to do that, though. They've never had to do that. Matt Leon from Philadelphia in the next half hour. Tim Kirchin in the 4 o'clock half hour. Later in the week, we've got Dennis Dodd from CBS on Wednesday. Richard Sandemir, his book Pride of the Yankees, from the New- and Richard Sandemir, of course, from the New York Times, his book entitled Pride of the Yankees. He's on Thursday's show. So we have a lot going on this week. Fourth of July, holiday, not in this facility. We've got a lot going on. Fun stuff. Matt Leon, next half hour. Tim Kirchin in the 4 o'clock half hour. We're brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And with great pride, I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15 We're in Hubble's Wharf. New Columbia taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones great to be with you on this monday the third of july i hope you have the day off hope you do chris and i we'd be here anyway indeed you actually saw the suit in the hallway
1: Oh yeah, I see him all the time. I haven't seen him today though. This was this was last week actually that the uh, oh, that the, was, that the going, was happening.
0: I, I was going to say Captain Vacation would not be working on a day like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, dude leads the league in time off. It's unbelievable. Oh man. Right. Oh, it's just, wow. All
1: right. So him and Cespedes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he in Being a Mets fan, right. I
1: know how that pain goes. So.
0: Uh, Yeah. So I always love... I love Sussman is trying to lecture Yasiel Puig on home run etiquette. I'm like, uh, this isn't working. (laughs) This is not working here. No. So, all right, we'll get uh, Matt Leon in a few moments here and talk with him about Sixers and the Phillies. But first, uh, let's get to this day in sports history for this July 3rd. Uh, And... On this day, Rube Marquardt of the New York Baseball Giants set a pitching record when he earned his 19th consecutive win. Del Mar Racetrack opened on this date in Del Mar, California. 1947, the Indians purchased the contract of Larry Doby from the Newark Eagles of the uh, Negro National League. Doby became the first African-American player in the American League. 1966 Now for all of you people who love pitchers hitting this is your moment Tony Cloninger of the Atlanta Braves became the first National League pitcher to hit two grand slams in one game Wow 2001 The NBA unanimously approved the move of the Vancouver Grizzlies to Memphis the 2001-2002 season, all on this date in sports history. All right, so let's uh, now go to Matt Leon, KYW Philadelphia. Matt, welcome, my friend. Great to have you with us. Uh, I wouldn't be a party without you, you know that. (laughs) Hey, let's start with the Sixers party rolls on. What did you think about the J.J. Redick move?
2: I think it's very important on multiple fronts. I think it it helps fill a need uh, and adds some le- veteran legitimacy to this lineup. I think it also shows that Philadelphia has all of a sudden turned the corner to a destination for free agents. I know it's only for one year, but, but this is a guy that uh, could have gone a couple of different places, gotten longer deals, and decided instead to come to Philadelphia and play with a bunch of young kids. And uh, I think it's a a shrewd move. It's a lot of money, but they've got the money to spend. Uh, I'm a big fan of it.
0: Yeah, I thought this goes back. I know I talked to you about this last week when free agency started, about whether this core group of young players they have could then start to entice free agents to think Philadelphia was attractive. It just seems to me with the name the legitimacy of it—that—that's this starts them on that path to having veterans think that this is a good place to be.
2: Oh, no question about it. And this is before you know Ben Simmons hasn't played a game, Markel Fultz hasn't played a game, Joel Embiid has played thirty-one right. games. So imagine if they have a if they get through the season, all the guys stay relatively healthy, and they have some success, uh, then you, all of a sudden you're going to see that accelerate quickly to where guys are going to to want to come to Philadelphia, not just for for one year or two years but they're going to, want to come to philadelphia for the main deal in their careers and uh that's pretty exciting
0: this also does a lot to expand the floor for the sixers i mean having reddick on the and reddick by the way has been a better pro than even i thought he'd be i thought he'd be an okay pro he's turned out to be a very good pro what does this do for floor spacing in your opinion considering the parts that they now have
2: I think it does a tremendous amount because not only is Redick one of the greatest three-point shooters out there, but this is a group now. Simmons is a facilitator, Fultz facilitator, Embiid as a big can be a facilitator, Sharich can be a facilitator. These are guys that you know all are not just talented, but they have a great sense on the court and are used to and enjoy moving the basketball around. So so you throw all that together and now you put a sharp shooter like Redick out there. I mean, what the, the thoughts of what this offense could look like when it gets its rhythm? and it gets cooking and these guys get, you know, some games together under their belt, it, it could be really exciting. because I think not only have they – one of the problems I think we've talked about this is the last couple of years – I mean, the Sixers weren't good. We know that. Right. But one of the problem was where they had the, – the pieces didn't fit a lot of times. Too many bigs trying to make a five play a four, trying to make a, a three play a two because they were just trying to get their best people on the floor with no real worry about how it fit together. What you see now is not only do they have a lot of young talent, but at least on paper, it seems it seems to fit together well. So, and I think when you look at that, you really get excited about what the future could be.
0: How anxious are Sixer fans and you maybe to even see what Fultz does in the summer league just to look at him against other players?
2: Yeah, I think you want to get a look at them. Uh, I think the the main headline. From Markel Fulton to Summer League is don't, period, get, period, hurt, period, because right. I think, uh, you know, regardless of how good or bad he looks in these games, you just want him to get through them healthy, and then you worry about training camp. But it's exciting. It's, you know, it's funny. The last few years, it wasn't that long ago where Summer League was basically, it was barely a blip on the radar in the summer. Yeah. You know, oh, the Sixers start Summer League. Now it's, televised constantly. It's, it's talk show fodder, uh, and that's what it's been like here the last couple of years in Philadelphia, as you watch Simmons, and there was Curiosity Wooden and Bede play a couple of years ago before he uh, got hurt for the second time and stuff like that. So uh, Summer League has gotten a lot of run here in Philadelphia, and I think uh, people are excited to see what folks can do in it, but basically just wanted to get him through it in, in good shape. Uh,
0: it used to be years ago, Matt, that Baseball could own the calendar. Baseball in terms of playing, then you get to the postseason. Then they would brilliantly spread out each day where they named an MVP in one league one day, an MVP in the other the next, Cy Young, then Cy Young, rookie of the year, rookie of the year, manager of the year, manager of the year. Then they get to December, they'd have the winter meetings. Oh, there'd be movement, there'd be free agents, there'd be trades. Explain the brilliance, Matt, with which the NBA has now seized that formula and it started to steal the season away from baseball
2: oh absolutely i mean we just talked about summer league how all of a sudden it's become uh, you know something that fans really follow rather than just an, an asterisk uh you know you look at the the draft what goes into that yep. uh, the excitement leading up to the start of free agency no it's uh you know you, you see the nba has done a great job of marketing that uh, much like the nfl has as well yes uh you know, when you look at the NFL, they now have a three-hour primetime show to release the schedule. You know, when yeah. you think about that, how it was not all that long ago, Steve. We're not that old. We remember that was a press release. Yes. <laughs> that was, here's the schedule. Good yeah. luck. Here's how you order season tickets. Uh, you know, so everything has, uh, you know, everything is really working towards making it a 12-month-a-year. But I think NBA and the NFL have mastered it, uh, baseballs, Still working on
0: that. Yeah. Uh, what about the signing of uh, Amir Johnson?
2: Uh, I'm not, I mean, once again, nice to get a, another veteran here, but I don't think that right. moves the needle much for people. Uh, uh, it sounds like that was someone that Brian Colangelo really wanted. Uh, once again, another short term deal. Yeah. Uh, kind of got lost in the Reddick signing, but, uh, you
0: know, add some depth. Yeah, one year, $11 million for him. I mean, yeah. Now, to you and me, it's like happy days are here again. But you know, on the NBA scale, that is a and move on, right? Yeah, you know, for the most part. Uh, when you, uh, how much did you get a chance to watch Fultz? Because I, I and I, I asked that for this reason. I wanted to watch Fultz during the regular season because I'd heard so much of him. But Washington games are on late, and they're not good. Right? They just weren't good. Uh, And then they finally played UCLA, and I thought, all right, ball, Fultz, I'm really going to watch. And Fultz was hurt and didn't play. How much have you actually seen him?
2: Actual live game, uh, a handful of minutes, flipping channels. Uh, I've watched a lot of highlights of him, a lot of stuff online. But as far as watching the game, didn't get a chance because, you know, when you're working games during the season, it's tough to – yeah. It's a fine time to fit in, let alone, like you said, Washington, I think, what were they, 9-23. and 23, So yeah. They weren't exactly a must-see TV uh, overall. And uh, those games are starting on the West, I'm too old for that, Steve. You
1: know,
2: yeah. those 10-30 well, tip-offs. Oh, no, you and me tough. both.
0: I mean, we're both yeah. traveling all over the place doing games. And I think people think that you and I end up seeing all these games. Well, we usually see, sometimes in a week, our games. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is because you're all, I mean, well, you're doing at least two games a week, right?
2: Oh, yeah, and when you're doing games and then you're spending another few hours preparing to do those two games, a lot of times the last thing you want to do is watch another basketball game. So (laughs) sometimes you want to unplug a little bit during the week.
0: What has all this Sixer talk and the excitement surrounding it, in your opinion, done for, how much does that hurt the Phillies even more?
2: Um, honestly, I don't think it hurt them. I think it, it might actually have helped them. Is it kind of took because uh, it kind of took some of the spotlight off the Phils. I mean, as much of a spotlight as the worst team in a league can have, because they were the only thing really going. I think this excitement has has knocked away some of the negativity. Uh, they've played a little better, and that's helped as well. But uh, I don't think it's it's hurt things. I think if the Phillies were playing well, the Sixers' excitement, while right. it's still genuine, would be more compartmentalized. Rather than as kind of widespread it is here, just because people are desperate for something to get excited about, yeah. and uh, the Sixers, the, the moves they've made, and the draft and the upcoming summer summer league are giving that to them. Uh,
0: what about do they end up keeping their All Star Nishak or do you see him getting moved here before it's all? Set I don't.
2: Done? Yeah, I think he gets moved. Yeah. I think he. I think he's the type of guy that is a perfect deadline yes. move for them. Uh, and he's the type of guy. I think. I mean, you're not going to get two prime time prospects, but you will get something for him because everybody's always looking for a veteran bullpen arm that's been through the wars that can get outs late in the game, and he has definitely done that. And uh, there's really no point in you know keeping him past July 31st. So I think the Phillies are going to be active. I think he's one of many guys. I think uh, you will probably see. I think the fact. As good as Pavetta and Lively have been since they've been called up, I think you feel much more comfortable dealing Hellickson uh, at the deadline and, and maybe looking to, to make room there. I think, uh, Howie Kendrick, I know he's, he's on the DL now. He might not get moved till August, but I think he's another guy. And also I think, uh, that Daniel Nava has played well and he could be a, a quality bat off the bench for someone. So none of these, none of these moves are, back are, you know, the type that are going to change an organization, but they'll open up spots for for younger guys who are right. starting to come through.
0: Yeah, Anyone with, I think, legitimate experience that did not come up through the Philly system, I think, is is, is on the table. Is that fair?
2: I'm sorry, I missed though Was that again? Uh,
0: anybody that has any kind of game experience that did not come up through the Philly system is probably fair game before the 31st.
2: Yeah, and I even think, you know, I, I think Tommy Joseph is a guy that could, could go. He has proven it could, only because they've got Reese Hoskins waiting behind him yep. at AAA, and, and he is a guy that, you know, they got him while he was still a minor leaguer. He he right. wasn't fully through just a fill system, but he's a guy that could move. Uh, I think there's very few people right now that they're, they wouldn't take in, uh at least have a discussion on. I really don't. I think they'd be open to a lot of things.
0: Interesting. Matt, thanks so much. Enjoy the fourth. It's always great to hear you, my friend.
2: Thanks for the call. Appreciate it.
0: Matt Lee on KYW Philadelphia. Tim Kirchin in the next half hour. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Great to have you with us on this Monday, the 3rd of July. A lot of fourth uh, activities going on. Fourth Fest will be here uh, outside of Beaver Stadium tomorrow night. Uh, I've got a game up at Williamsport tomorrow at 1. I guess there's a big Williamsport has a big uh, 4th of July celebration. I guess it's near the ballpark. Um, Now, obviously, I've never been to it before because I've either had a game here or Fourth Fest activities here, whatever. But uh, supposedly they do, so I'm looking forward to seeing that tomorrow. Uh, the uh, Let's see, Williamsport 4th of July celebration. Let's see what it says here. Eh, 2016, blah, blah, blah. Byron Memorial Park, Town Hall, celebrate, uh, blah, blah, blah. So They've had it for over 150 years, pretty good.
1: I mean, if they've been doing it 150 years, it must not be terrible.
0: Yeah, it must be really good.
1: <laughs> wow. Do they normally do they normally do a big festivity by you in State College or?
0: Well, they have Fourth Fest. Fourth Fest is one of the largest Fourth of July celebrations in the country. Not just the state, but the country. Wow. I mean it is huge. I mean they set the fireworks to music, it's choreographed. All nine yards. It's really really nice so I guess but they just want to make sure that I was aware of the traffic (laughs) okay tomorrow okay I'll get there
1: Yeah, all good across the country they're talking about how it's the the travel is going to be crazy because gas prices are down and they're expecting a huge percentage uh, leap from last year et cetera et cetera so maybe they're just being cautious maybe it won't be that bad
0: yeah, uh so there'll be a lot of people travel which is good. I mean that's uh, I think we all want to travel around and see a little bit of the country and uh, and you now you want to do, you don't want to do it in such a way where suddenly you're you're out there having to spend a fortune just to make a trip somewhere. Well, now we can do that. I mean, it's great.
1: Yep. Agreed. Uh, I
0: think that's that's terrific.
1: It comes at the uh, heartland
0: Oh no, you're you're from New York. I mean, what, what do you pay twenty dollars a gallon or something? Oh like that? God, it was. So, so, so make so make so that forces you to ride the bus.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I lived in the two most expensive places on the planet, San Francisco and New York City. So yeah, so I know all about yeah. that. I, I was I was a a man in the land of money with zero of it.
0: <laughs>
1: That's why I live here now. Yes, life is well. easier here.
0: Uh, life is better here.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Beautiful, beautiful area of the world. Beautiful area of the world. Uh, Andy Staples wrote an article about the transfer rules for college football and basketball, I think is something that's worth looking into, because what this, what the committee is talking about, and trying to get feedback on deals with the ability of a coach to restrict where you go with a transfer. There have been a couple of notable instances that have happened over the last five years. Wisconsin had a player recruited named Jared Udoff. He's from Iowa. And after one year in which he, he redshirted, so he didn't play, he wanted to transfer. And Bo Ryan put out a list of schools that uh, he would not be allowed to transfer to. And in that list included all the schools in the Big Ten. And I think every school in the ACC and you're like well why is that and the reason was that you know, they would place somebody in the ACC challenge um, so Bo Ryan put together a list of 26 different schools he could not go to 26 uh, and what happened was that Ryan then reduced his restrictions to only cover the Big Ten. Well, Udolph ultimately chose Iowa, and he opted to pay his own way in the 12-13 season as he sat out the year for NCAA transfers. Is an in-state player. And by the way, Udolph's not, you know, not a bad player. He was on the Mavericks on a 10-day contract this year. He played in the D-League. And then he was traded to the Houston Rockets. But that's just an example. And then we have the example of Bill Snyder restricting Corey Sutton, saying he couldn't transfer to 35 different schools, and some of them were Division II schools. Man. Tim Kirchin, next half hour.